You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 179. Today, we're talking all about creating ads for increasing your podcast downloads. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm so excited to bring this guest to you today. She is awesome sauce, and she's actually somebody great to follow on Instagram. I will already add in there. Danielle, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing pretty swell. Super excited personally to pick your brain about this particular topic, which is how to have successful podcast ads for doubling your downloads. And obviously we're talking on a podcast, so I will be taking notes for myself selfishly. All right. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about you and your business. Yeah. So for me, I am an ads and conversion strategist, and I primarily help a lot of people inside of the coaching or course creator industry to really help them understand how to not only find more of the people, but also transform them. As at the end of the day, I love ads. It's really fun to look at the numbers, but I'm really obsessed with buyer psychology and conversion psychology. It's kind of like what my sauce adds into all my fun processes because I'm really here to help people bridge that gap. And a lot of the times people come to me saying that ads are, you know, they're really scary or they don't know what to do with them. And I'm just here to make it as easy as possible, as simple as possible, but still proven through the past experiences that I've done, experiments, my past clients' results and so forth. So it's always rooted in experience and results, but really creating that custom experience for yourself, for your clients, and then later for the conversions. Yes, absolutely. Also, let's go ahead and kind of talk about what your clients' businesses are like and what their podcasts specifically are like before they start implementing this particular strategy for getting more downloads in their podcast. Yeah. So what I found for a lot of my clients, since I primarily work with a lot of online mentors, like coaches, consultants, and course creators are the main ones, but almost every single person I know has a podcast when it comes to when they come to me, because at this point they know that for them podcasting at the end of the day is one of the best ways to nurture and really get close with your audience without having to need a Facebook group or having to be like super close all the time with them. I personally love podcasting and my clients, they'll find that they probably have amassed at least like their first couple thousand downloads on their own organically, which you definitely can do for me. I did my first 10K downloads organically, but you get to a point where you realize like you're putting all this effort in, you're putting all this time and you really want to see better traction. So what we found is a lot of clients come to me usually for first audience growth around their like freebie or trip wires or whatever it might be. And then we move into podcast ads to really add in that second layer of nurturing because once they get the leads in, we want to make sure they're still nurtured to this point. So that way when they want to be able to like sell to or convert, there's just a lot easier of a yes. Like I'm always here to help my people create that empowered decision for their clients or customers and have an easy yes experience. I amen to all of that. All right. So enough talk about what your clients were like at the beginning. Let's get into each of the steps. So walk us through what it really looks like to get your numbers to start having a lot more momentum. 
Yeah. So for me, really with any ad process, I always take it through my three-step process around, it's called the PAC method. It's position, attract, and convert. And I will put a caveat for those who are listening to this, that these type of podcast ads are great for nurturing, but they're not always going to be what I like to say. They're not going to be your first front line type of ads. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering what type of ad to do first, really identify what is your main goal with ads. Like that's the first question I ask any person because that's going to really solidify which ads you do. If you feel like you need more leads, you don't have the sales to where you're wanting them. I'd start with like a lead ad or some type like getting people in. This is more of you have people more in, they still are kind of on the fence and this helps push them over the edge. So just want to put that note out there. But yeah, for me, for my process, we really start with a lot of my clients and ask them, okay, what do your actual audience need to hear? And the great thing with podcasts is you know, because you'll get to see the actual downloads from your episodes. You don't, you need to find someone that has analytics for your episodes. But I have a lot of my clients where we'll actually test between two sides of either do an ad that goes straight to just like their one highest one or whichever is most relevant to the service or product they're wanting to sell or do a top five page. So kind of like the top most five like actual episodes from really good podcast interviews with maybe like high-end people inside their industry, some of their solos. It really, again, it's always about testing, but that positioning is really important because without that, you're just sending people to a page that might not be either optimized to help them understand where to go next, or even more so might have broken links or might have things that you don't realize. And we want to make sure from the first get-go that they see you as the expert, as the person who's going to help them. If they don't, then you're really going to have a hard time getting them to say yes or go to your program or service, whatever it might be. So I want to put that first. That's always the first step. And we really add that into the copy, the graphics, the sales page, the landing page, the emails, because it's one of the things that I see so many people don't realize without that intentionality, you have a lot harder time creating the results you want because they don't see you as their person. So biggest thing is always start with that first and put that into every single piece. And the second thing is attraction or attract kind of depends on like what verbiage I'm going for, but it's always attraction. <laughs> so it's once you actually went through the time to solidify how you're going to be talking about yourself and your people, the positioning of it. So your landing page, your podcast page, wherever you have it set up, because if you have an ad, you have to have some type of page where you're going to take them to, unless you're doing another type of ad we're not going to talk about right now. <laughs> but for most of us, you're going to have them go to a page. So once that happens, you can ask yourself, okay, now that I have all my materials in the right place, I know that these are going to help out with them. I know that this episode or episodes are what they need to hear. Now, how do I find my people? And this is where the attraction comes in because we really take into account, okay, not only the basics of like who your people are, the occupations and whatnot, we really ask, which I love is like, what is our actual brain type? This is something that I don't talk about enough on podcasts where inside of a lot of my clients questionnaires, I'll ask them two specific questions to see how their clients would react to ABC. And from that, I'm able to see, are they more nurturers? Do they need to be told more and have like talk to their people about purchases a lot more often? Are they more investigators who need to hear this? And you have to make sure that that is noticeable and you know that for yourself too, because it helps you do kind of like shift how you talk 
But after that type of thing, you know their inside, you know their psyche, you know their demographics, then you can go in and actually make that type of ad targeting, which is a whole how-to that I'm not gonna do on here because it is way techy and without visuals does not work that I like how I like it. But this is weirdly where you take that time to ask yourself, how can I really bring more people into my orbit in a way that feels aligned and a way that they're gonna actually enjoy? Because we're always about obviously optimizing the user experience. So without that, Facebook's not gonna wanna send more of your ads. And also the people aren't gonna probably click through and go farther into your funnel. A qualifying question there is when, obviously with podcast analytics, you get basically like mobile or desktop or where they're at in the world. And that always was like such kind of an annoying bummer for me because I'm like, I like to creep. And so when you want to attract more of those podcast listeners, what would you say is the best way to gain more of that information about your listeners? Is it, you know, pointing them to a freebie and then creating that targeted, you know, a podcast specific freebie that then you gather a hundred emails and create a lookalike? You know, I'm just trying to think of, okay, I don't know if my people are Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts people really. I don't know if they, you know, are, I know certain things based off of topics or episodes that do better, right? Like I know my people are service providers for the most part, but other than that, like how do I get that information for the audience targeting portion? Yeah. So this is kind of like done in two ways. So the first way is if you already have an email list, you know that probably a lot of them are on your email list. Obviously doing some type of survey or form, like even for me, for those who don't know, I'm starting up a YouTube channel in a little bit. And I actually asked my audience, I gave them a Google form and I had responses that helped me see what they wanted. So that's kind of like the basic way if you have an email list and you know that majority of them are clicking. Like for me, you look at the email rates or you look at the open rates or click-through rates, you can kind of see who's the listeners and you can see from their emails, not always, but I can kind of tell if they're a guy or girl for, for just like basics. If you don't know that and you're really kind of like starting from, I just have these stats, then something that I really recommend for most people is, like you said, either a lead magnet or honestly a giveaway, an incentivized giveaway. Because what I found a lot of times, I totally understand, we as entrepreneurs forget that we're doing all the things that we have to remember that one thing that podcasts need the most is growth. And the best way to get growth is going to be through having more, either some type of reviews or better people like sharing it and whatnot. And one of the easiest ways to do that is through giveaways. So what I'd have you start to do is really ask yourself, what is something that my people would say a hell yes to? And it does not have to matter about their demographics or whatever it might be, just asking yourself that question, because then you can create like you've done before, which I love, is like a freebie. Like it could be a free training. It could be a video. It could be a bonus podcast, which is kind of cool. Like the behind the scenes podcast episode where you get their like email info and then obviously ask those questions too and say, cool, once you filled out this five question form, then we'll send you this secret link to it. And creating one, that exclusivity is really amazing, but also you get that information too that you'll need and later on can use as well for like backend stuff. That totally makes sense. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. 
Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one-day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast-only pricing of $37 for this two-hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one-day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you kept my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. And then a second question I have is when you're sending them to go and listen to the podcast, should it be a website page? Should it be like the link to the actual show episode in Apple? Website. I will stop. <laughs> like that is a hard stop for me is what, because with Facebook, for those who don't know, you have a pixel and it's kind of like a little code that you put on your pages to help Facebook know who it is. They become like scary specific around the people who are going to be on there. With you going straight to the podcast or the Apple app, one, you're going to miss out on those who may listen to Spotify. Like I have people who don't have iPhones. And two, it's you won't be able to really gain that better data that you can use later on for other ads. You can actually use that data for then getting them into become like in your service or product later on because Facebook has done like have you work for you. So I always say do a website page and then like embed through whatever like Libsyn or whatever you have that there because then you're taking out the friction of oh, I'm going to the Apple like podcast, but I have Spotify or I'm going there, but I won't really know who's even going there. It's a really great thing. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. Awesome. All right, carry on. Just have a <laughs> Love it. Feel free to ask as many questions as you have, especially around this, because I know for a lot of people, not only are ads a new thing, but then like specifically podcast ads, they're like eyes widen. They're really excited. So I totally hear that. So once you kind of go about that, you've done the position, you've really taken the time to really understand what you need to say and do and put on your pages to help not only them go through the funnel better or through the next steps for you, but also that they see you as the expert. Then we go into the attraction part where we're really understanding who they are, how we can find more of them, kind of like finding more of your people and bringing them more in your orbit. The last is conversion or convert. And the reason why I have that last is not because I don't want people to convert in the first step, but there's so much work that needs to be done and tweaked and optimized before before we can really do that, that I like to say that one. And the conversion can always be something different depending on your goal. It could be, like we said, the more downloads, it could be getting them to opt into a freebie, it could be getting them to sign up for your paid offer. It's really dependent on you. But the reason why I have that last is because without going through that those first two steps, you won't be able to find the people that you really want. You'll kind of be guessing or when you take them to the page or wherever you send them to after, you're not going to have as high of conversions, as high of listener rates or whatever it might be because that work wasn't done. So the conversion part for me is just like, you are here, we're looking at the data, we're assessing what's going on. Now, how can we really scale it or maneuver things on the landing page, on the like graphics, all that kind of fun stuff to really help it to just skyrocket. Totally. So then with that, do you find, again, I would say majority of people listen to podcasts on their mobile devices, whether it is on whatever app or whatnot. And so I'm assuming that it's really important to have a mobile friendly website page and that being a super high priority. Is there anything else that we should think about when it comes to creating that page that you've seen help with 
you know, the actual listens and downloads go up? Yeah. So the first thing that I would say is this is this like fun analytic tool that someone told me about a while ago that is really amazing. So it's called Hot Dart and then the website's name is called Heatmap. Again, so many tools, but it's a free tool that you can use and you put a little bit of code onto that either the landing page or the website itself. And it actually records what your people are doing, where they're stopping on the page, what country they're in. I don't remember if it says the male or female, but I know it does country and so forth. And that way you can start to gather data and make sure like, where are they stopping? Where are they clicking off? What type of thing? So that's kind of like a sneaky type of thing that you can use. But when it comes to just knowing what I've seen work in the past, I would say always have, especially because it's going to probably go to new people who don't know who you are or your podcast, always have the first couple lines, like have the title and have the first couple lines really qualify them to listen. So like, hey, this is right for you. If you're some, let's say you're a coach, you're a money coach, someone for you, if you've been struggling to figure out how to create your extra $5,000 a month and feeling just so stressed and like have three or four of those things. So they one, really warm them up to understand why they need to listen, but two, that they really when they go on to it, they're going to be even more excited and they're not going to want to click off because they know why it's important. And always, again, have a little bit of information saying what you're going to be providing them here. And then at the end, like on the end of the page or middle end of the page, that's when you can go into your lead magnet or your giveaway or your freebie or whatever you're wanting the next step to be. But if you don't do that first work around really identifying who they are, telling them who they are, and also showing them through maybe you have like testimonials or putting a couple of reviews that you have on the page in the middle and after to, again, remind them, position you as the expert then they're going to probably either click off or not understand why they need to go on that, like listen to it or not understand why they need to go into the next step of your journey. Yep. That totally makes sense. And yeah, I've been thinking a lot because my Instagram story ads, generally speaking, do really well. And it's because I have a really mobile friendly website that they're going to. It's very simple on desktop. It's like not attractive. I'm not going to lie. And so like, I'm kind of obsessed with, you know, mobile versus desktop a little bit. And so thinking of, okay, you know, behavior of podcasters are, I've got it on my phone, like I've got it maybe on my tablet, but for the most part, it's like a mobile situation. I'm not really listening to podcasts while I'm sitting down and have it on my desktop. So again, thinking through some of those behavioral things too, are there any other behavioral things that you've seen that are helpful for people to know when setting up their podcast ads? Yeah. So this one's kind of like once you have them set up for a couple of days, because I love that part that you said, like making sure the mobile site's friendly. That's actually something that I do for all my clients before we ever press send. I make sure that I actually click through to their links. I look on the actual phone so I can see how it's going to look for them. Obviously, different screen sizes will change it up, but I'd rather you have a really functional and like really, uh, I think it's like three second or five second load time for your page because again, those things really do matter and why people are going to like link up. So I want to say for sure, please do that. Please take the time to do that because you will save yourself so much time. When it comes to setting up the ads, what you need to know. So we've tested it two different ways where we how to go kind of like carousel ads of like for those who are doing the, the five episodes you kind of like have one for each and explain why we've had it where we've done tested just single images and then think once we did a video and this is why it's really important for you to know what your audience really connects to because even though you're going to send them to a new audience like to someone who doesn't know who you are it's really important to say okay for my past experience, what do my people seem to like the most? Do they like videos? Do they actually watch my videos? Or are they more of like the people who you just scroll through? Because that'll really help you to see. I always say start with images first because they're a lot easier to know and understand what's going on versus videos. There's 
a lot more variables that you can see. Start with maybe one image, maybe two or three if you want to, but I think starting with that is really important. Having the copy be actually pretty short, I know it sounds weird, but because these people don't really need to be coerced into going to your page. It's a free thing. Like, come on. So it's like, you don't need to have it be super long. And at the end of the day, the way that I see it too, always remember that with ads, with your, especially for your first couple ads, you're going to have a lot of time where you're testing, where you're understanding the data, where you need to really know what that is. And the fun thing about that too, which I think is fun at least, is you can actually see from people who, once you have the ad up for a couple of days or even a week, you can see how many people were female, male, what age group, what demographic, where are they at in the world, even where are they at in the States, where are they at, even especially mobile versus desktop, Android, Apple, like it shows you so much stuff. And that all comes from that Facebook pixel that I talked about a while ago, which is why it's important to have it go to your landing page again, full circle. But yeah, that's kind of like the things that I see the most with ads to really allow yourself to have the best chance at success. Awesome. Yeah, that's super perfect. I know you mentioned Hotjar. Are there any other tools that people should check out or use to help them with creating podcast ads? Like, I don't know if you think like Wave, um, like the little visual audio yeah, we both know what we're saying, but we can't like verbalize it. I get it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like what types of tools would be helpful to creating these ads? Yeah. So again, I always say starting out with one graphic first. And I don't think, again, it's always about testing people. I have my clients usually start with, if they're working with me as like done with you, I usually say start with like three to four graphics we can test. So that way it's not just like having to change everything all the time. And then for clients, obviously it's going to be like more in depth who are doing done for you. But what I would say tool wise is funny enough for a lot of you who've never done ads before, I think it'd be really helpful for you to go to, if you type in Facebook ad library into Google, you'll actually go into Facebook. They have literally the whole library of any active ad from any page right now. So it won't show past ads and probably won't show future ads, but it'll show who's working right now. So for you, I'd say, if you're someone who's listening to this, ask yourself, who are the industry leaders right now who might be doing ads, like podcast ads or really any ads, type in their name for their page, go to that and see what their copy is like and their actual graphics are like. So you can see probably what's working, but even more so is, okay, get some ideas from that. Because when, if that industry, if that people are doing that and it's probably working well for them, it means that your ad's going to stack up next to theirs. And if you can really understand, okay, how can I make this 5%, 10%, 15% better, especially starting out, it'll give you a better idea of what's working, but even more so is just a better idea of maybe how to set up your like actual graphic or your actual copy. So that's a free tool. You go on Google, you'll find it. Spend like 10 to 15 minutes there. If you go longer, you'll probably go into a comparison itis like spiral and I don't want that for you. <laughs> but I would say that's a good tool. And then for creation around like, oh, actually, this is a great one. So this is not around graphic creation. This is around a copy hack. So for those who don't know, with ads or on Facebook in general, if you try and like put the return or like enter space for your copy, it'll actually scrunch it back up because that's just how Facebook works. It's not like if you were to go on a website where if you put that like enter and have that space for the line, it stays there. You know it with posts and whatnot, it always scrunches up. So what I use before I do any like publishing of the ads, I actually take that copy and go to, whew, I think it's like Insta, then that little bar thing, majig space dot, I think net or something like that. You'll find it if you like type it into Google and you literally just put in your copy there, press convert, 
take that, then like copy that conversion of the line space and it'll automatically do that. So on the ads, it'll space it out correctly because if you don't do that, it'll just naturally scrunch up. So I like that little hack there because people don't realize that actually is really important. So if it's scrunched up, people don't want to read it. So it's just something that, again, these are all free tools, but they really help just enhance, again, that user experience and enhance you when you stack up next to those like industry leaders or wherever you're at. Yeah, such good tools. I'm a tool junkie, so I will be looking at all the things. So, and we also have an awesome, awesome freebie for our listeners. So go ahead and share and let them know what it is and then also um, where they can go to find it. It will also be in the links of the show as well. Yeah. So for me, what I have right now, for those who are listening, I just actually conducted a full ad experiment for, I think about like almost two weeks where I split up for those who are wanting audience growth. I split up between LinkedIn, Pinterest, Facebook, and Instagram ads. And I really... Again, I'm a mad scientist with how I do experiments. So I try and keep the variables very similar so we can actually see the real data. The budget's the same. The timeline's the same. The audiences are very similar, like everything. So for you who are wanting to wondering, okay, is it right for me to do Facebook ads or is it Pinterest is better for me, like cost-wise and just audience-wise, I really recommend you go to danielleclem.com slash ad experiment and get that freebie. It's going to probably have a PDF and a video along with it so it can guide you through it because, again, numbers are fun, but they also can be overwhelming. So I really recommend that for anyone who's just thinking about it or wanting to learn more. It's a great first step to identify which platform might be right for you for ads, but also why it's important for you. Yes. Oh, I love it. So juicy. I'm like an experiment junkie. So if you, and I know that a lot of you guys are as well, um, at least from DMs and replies to emails and all that good stuff. So um, where else can people find you on the interweb? So website, Instagram, where are you at? Yeah. So I have my website, danielleclem.com. Uh, Instagram, which I probably spend the most of my time is at I am Danielle Clem because ironically Danielle Clem was taken. <laughs> and then also I have my podcast, the Clients and Conversions podcast, which actually Jordan was on. And if you want to listen to her episode, please go check that out because she was amazing. Obviously you guys are on her podcast. So you already know. Yeah. But yeah, that's mainly where you can find me. <laughs> yes. And we'll link up to my episode too on her podcast so you can go and listen to more amazingness of my voice. So, well, thank you so much again, Danielle, for coming on. I know this is going to be a super juicy episode because it's just really not talked about at all, I feel like. And so thank you so much again for your knowledge and your expertise. Thank you for letting me come on. Thank you for those for listening. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.